With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Welcome to Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Thank you for joining us on the Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Alcorn and Jim Jones. From the Cavaliers Radio Production Studios at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in downtown Cleveland. Hi again, everybody, and welcome to Cavs HQ. We are winding down the regular season. Three games to go. It'll start tomorrow night in Orlando when the Cavs take on the Magic, and so... We've got Cavs basketball, NBA basketball to talk about. Jim, two great guests, Cavaliers assistant coach Sidney Lowe and the czar. Yes, Mike Fratello is going to stop by and pay us a visit. It'll be very special. Two former NBA coaches, two great people. They've been head coaches, assistant coaches. And the unique thing about it is they have a unique perspective on this game that our fans are going to enjoy. That's going to be a great program. So, again, we've got two great guests lined up. We'll start things off with Sidney Lowe, Cavs assistant coach. He's coming up next on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Welcome back. It's Cavs HQ presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. It is great to have you with us, and it is terrific to have joining us on Cavs HQ, Cavaliers assistant coach Sidney Lowe. And, of course, he has been an outstanding addition to J.B. Bickerstaff's staff this year as the Cavaliers now with three games remaining Tuesday night in Orlando, Friday night in Brooklyn, and then, of course, Sunday afternoon at home against Milwaukee. By the way, if you had not heard that, uh, they did announce the start time for Sunday. It will be a 3.30 tip at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse against the Bucks. So if you hadn't heard that, 3.30 on Sunday afternoon. Coach, great to have you with us on Cavs HQ, and certainly uh, congratulations to you and JB and the entire staff for the season that the Cavaliers have fashioned. Just kind of take a, a big-picture view. I'm sure you're focused right now on the magic tomorrow night, but if you allow yourself to step back and just look at this season 79 games in, uh, what are your thoughts on the way this has unfolded? You know, it's been a, a great year in, in so many ways in, in terms of how this this young team 
has come together uh, right from the very beginning, though, with um, probably not a lot of expectations from some people, but the way these guys have uh, played, and, and Coach and I talked about this last night, again, you know, after a tough loss, is that we're, we're so proud of these guys. I mean, we love these guys and the effort that they put in and where we are today. And with that, um, there's some some hurt in my, from me in, in, in that, you know, with these injuries, you know, um, what could have been and what could still be, you know. So, and, and I think that's the great thing about it is to watch these guys persevere through injuries and, and, and tough games and bounce back and stick together. And obviously that Coach Bickerstaff, you know, certainly deserves a lot of credit for that, um, and keeping these guys together, keeping them positive because he's so positive with them and our staff is positive with our guys. But it, it's been a fun year for me, and I say this with all honesty, it's been one of the best years of my career, and I've been in it for 25 years coaching. But this is just a great group of guys, and I love seeing them every single day when we go to work. You know, Coach, you're so humble, and uh, I had a chance, you and I had a chance to be together for a little while uh, uh, when we were in New York. And, Sydney, I just want to commend you. Uh, I believe, honestly, that you're the best-kept secret we have. Your years of experience, as you mentioned, have been invaluable to such a young franchise and a, and a very young g- group of coaches. You know, uh, if you look outside of JB, the assistant coaches are all pretty young kids. And uh, and I see you all the time talking to them and them nodding their heads, you know, so I know you're still in that teaching mode. But let's talk a little bit about about uh, the youth of this team and what young teams go through. Yeah, I mean, you play the game on this level. So you you know what it's like for uh, for young guys, um, you know, the adjustment to understanding that there's there's several seasons within a season. You know, you're going to obviously, the beginning of the season, um, you're coming out of the gate. Um, you're going to have that point right before the All-Star break where, you know, you can really make up some games because some teams are looking forward to the break. And then you're looking at right after the All-Star break because maybe some guys didn't do much during the break and, and so you can steal some games there. Um, and then you get into the point where we are now at the end of the season uh, where everyone's jockeying for playoff position. And within all of those things, you know, the intensity level can change. And it certainly changes now um, when you're jockeying for the playoff position. And, and I think that's something, you know, sometimes that young players don't understand. But I can say for our guys, and that's why I'm so amazed and so proud of them, is that they've stepped up to the plate, you know, in these, hmm. these times. And, and that you just don't, you don't see that, you know, in my years of being in this league, you just don't see that. But these guys, um, they, they understand um, the magnitude of, of where we are. And, and you can see it in their play and their effort and their togetherness. And um, so, you know, it, it, I'm just, I'm amazed, but not surprised because of the character of these guys um, and, and the way they, they stick together that, you know, we, we rise to the occasion. We rise and we play in, in, during this time of the season. Again, we're talking with Cavaliers assistant coach Sidney Lowe as he joins us here on Cavs HQ. And, Coach, 
this team's resiliency and, and grit, as JB likes to use that term, uh, has been remarkable throughout the year. If I list all the injuries and all the things the Cavs have been through, it would take up the rest of the interview. But is that something that you can coach? How does a team develop such a tough mentality like the Cavs have? Um, I think it's a combination of things. Um, and, yes, yes, we use the word grit. And one of our words that uh, Coach coined early is scrap. Yes. You know, we want to win the scrap. And and our guys, they, they take that on. And it's cool to hear them actually use that word during the course of games, you know, timeouts when they're talking about it. So um, it's in their head. But these guys, they're so together. They're so together. They believe in each other. And so when one guy goes down, the next guy, he knows he's got to step up. He's got to step up for the team. And, again, I give Coach a a great deal of credit for keeping guys engaged. Um, Because as as Coach Jones knows, or Mr. Jones, he doesn't like me calling Coach. Um, (laughs) You know, when guys are – when players haven't been playing a lot, at times they have a tendency – to relax and let the guards down because they don't think they're going to play. Um, and we haven't had that. You know, Coach has always he's been able to keep these guys engaged and, and, and give the players credit, too. They stay engaged because they're so close and they pull for one another. And, and um, you know, one of the things that, 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 that I talk about to guys is, is that, you know, it's bigger than you. Um, it's about the team. And that, that one of the things you don't want to do is you never want to let your teammate down. And if you keep that mindset of not wanting to let your teammate down, then you're going to, you're going to keep yourself ready and you're going to go out there and you're going to play to win the ball game. Coach, we're coming down the stretch, as you know, and uh, some people like to say we're ahead of schedule. And I'm of the belief that you are what you are. And uh, coming into this season, you and I both know, and everybody else knows, there were there weren't the expectations. But coach, we're here. We've won forty some games. How unique is that for a team of this much inexperience to play as well as we're playing? It's very unique, and 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 you you said it. Um, the expectations wasn't there, but from within, you know, and and maybe as coaches we're kind of crazy like that when we see something, but. We talked about it, and, and Coach Coach Bakerstaff has said it, gosh, so many times. And this is early in the year, and he will say to us in our meetings, he would say he would come in and he would say, "Guys, we can be really good. We can be yeah, really, I really love- good." You know, <laughs> and, and yeah, and it, I mean, and it started early, um, you know, and it didn't happen just after a win. You know, it could be after a loss and. And he would come in, and he, and I mean, he said it a number of times in our coaches' meetings, you know, that we can be really good. So, you know, we we expect it. It's just it's just what it is. We expect it. Um, we expect for us to, to to be right in the hunt. And um, you know, knock on wood. I mean, other than the injuries, I mean, you know, we're still there, and it's been a, a great year for us right now, or an excellent year in terms of of what we've been able to accomplish with all of these injuries and, and coach, uh, coach Bickerstaff's ability to, again, push those right buttons and, and um, keep the guys ready to play.
No doubt about it. Again, Sydney Lowe, our guest on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. We'll take a quick timeout. When we come back, we'll have more with Coach Lowe. So stay with us on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Welcome back. Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Great to have you with us on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Tim Elkhorn along with Jim Jones. And again, we're thrilled to have Cavs assistant coach Sidney Lowe joining us here on this week's edition of Cavs HQ. Cavs will be back in action tomorrow night. They'll be in Orlando to take on the Magic Friday in Brooklyn. And then the regular season comes to a conclusion Sunday afternoon 3.30 tip-off Sunday afternoon when the Cavs will host the Milwaukee Bucks. But there will be basketball beyond Sunday afternoon. So, Jim Jones, uh, on that happy note, uh, let's continue with Coach Lowe. Yeah, Coach, uh, uh, let's talk a little bit about the Eastern Conference. Uh, It's been said that the Eastern Conference is the toughest conference. I'd, I'd like to get your opinion on that. Yeah, you know, I, I, I don't, I mean, you know, the, the NBA is tough. It's, it's tough. Yeah. It's hard to win games. Um, you know, I, I don't know if, if which conference is tougher, but I, I can, I can say that um, there's some really good teams um, that are battling for a position right now in the East. And, mm-hmm. and, and, um, you know, you have, you, you, I mean, everybody's from within a couple of games of, of moving up two or three spots. Um, in, in, in certain numbers. So um, it's definitely competitive, uh, but, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not, <laughs> I, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say that one conference <laughs> is tougher than the other. <laughs> coach, I want to ask you, you've been a head coach in the NBA, so you know what it's like to sit in JB's chair and make those decisions. Uh, talk a little bit about what you have observed from JB and just uh, the incredible way that he's been able to handle this team and the adversity that the Cavaliers have been through this year. Well, you know, I, I think the first thing, and, and you know, I, let me say that I've, I've known, I've known Coach for a long time. <laughs> I knew, I knew him when he was doing, um, when he was, he was a media guy in, the, in Minnesota. Um, and I was coaching there, so that we we've known each other some years. I don't want to date myself, but um, <laughs> you know, wa- watching him having a chance and having a chance to to be with him and and watch him and the way he communicates uh, to the players, um, which is a huge thing. It's a huge thing um, in in the game. It's, it's being able to to communicate to these young men to get them to buy into what you're selling, um, and that is winning. And and I I watch him pick his spots uh, when he needs to uh, go in on them, and then I watch him when he you know decides I'm not going to do that. It's not the time. And and that that's that's having a great feel for your team and for your players. And he has that. And 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 I've been around several coaches, and so being able to watch him do those things. And he he's one of the best at it. He's one of the best I've been around with some other coaches. Um, his feel for the game, you know, um, um, is, is, is outstanding. I, I, I watch him and, you know, I talk to him about things and he's, he's very much aware of everything. Even if you think he's not listening, he's listening, you know, um, while he's diagramming a play at a timeout and, and I'm talking to him, just saying a few words, not a lot. Um, 
you know, he's listening, and then he'll go in and diagram his play, but then he will relate uh, what I said or what one of the other coaches said to him to the team. Uh, so his ability to um, uh, multitask, I guess, um, is, is really good. And, and then his substitution patterns as well. You know, he's, he's just got a great feel for the game. He's got a great feel for the game. He's got a great feel for his players, which is the most important thing. Um, I think that goes um, unnoticed and not talked about enough in coaching is your ability to relate to your players is huge. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I've been thoroughly impressed with him. Um, and, you know, I mean, we, we have to we have to say, you know, he, he, he's been around the game for a long time, even as a kid with his right, dad. So, right. you know, he's got a pretty good source there. Uh, to help him along the way. But, yeah, no, it, it's been great. The way he treats his coaches um, is outstanding, absolutely outstanding. And I and I say this, he's one of the top two coaches that I've enjoyed working with. And, and that's, you know, and, and that's because he allows you to be you. He allows you to, to do your job. Uh, he gives you assignments. Um, he doesn't uh, micromanage you. Um, so, you know, as, as an assistant coach, um, you know, that's a great feeling. And for me, you know, he, he um, you know, I'm not going to say they call me the old guy, but, you know, we talk <laughs> about experience and, and you know, and, 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 and he lets you know that, you know, he lets you know that. And he tells me that at times, you know, that, you know, coach, so happy to have you here with me, man. You know, and that, and that means a lot. That means a lot to me. Well, we're happy to have you here, but we're also happy to have a young man who may who probably will be rookie of the year, but also has a really good clean shot at being one of the top defensive players in the league as far as awards are concerned. Talk a little bit about the young Evan Mobley. You know, yeah. <laughs> Evan, um, yeah. I mean, obviously a, a, a tremendous talent. Um, I, I, the thing that impressed me uh, more about Evan is his composure. You know, a, a young man with 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 so much poise. Um, he's uh, got a high basketball IQ, so that you know he understands the game. Um, and and to watch him navigate his way through through this tough uh, job, um, it's been fun to watch. It's been fun to watch, and he handles it in a humbling kind of way, which you like, you know, to see in, in young men. But yeah, he he's just he he's gonna be. I can't even say what he's gonna be. You know, as as they would say, the sky's the limit, uh, because he can do so much uh, on the court, offensive end, defensive end. Um, you know, he can score it. He's an excellent passer. He's got good hands. Um, he can defend, block shot. Um, you know, I mean, it's just it's and it's been fun. It's been fun again to to coach him. Coach, before we let you go, i got about a minute, but I do have to get your thoughts. We're going to change track here a little bit. Duke, Carolina, Saturday night. Now, I know you're a Wolfpack guy. You were running around the floor with Coach Valvano. You coached against Mike Krzyzewski, but I do have to get your thoughts on that epic game Saturday. And uh, Now, do you root for Carolina tonight? Do you allow yourself to root for Carolina against Kansas? <laughs> <laughs> it was a tremendous game. It was a great game. It was a great game um, for everyone, not just ACC fans and myself. It was a great game. Um, I was happy, obviously, I was happy for, for Hubert Davis because I know him. I know him personally. 
Um, I know Coach K obviously coached against him, but but I know Hubert Davis, and I was happy for him. But it was a great game. As far as the final game, um, you know, I'm just going to enjoy the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I could get crucified if I said any if I said something. Man, I tell you what, what a legacy for Coach K, though. I mean, in all seriousness, incredible legacy. I mean, unbelievable, um, and 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 a good person. You know, I I mean, it, you know, I had some personal experiences with him, uh, not just coaching against him, and 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 he was very kind to me um, in some situations. Um, um, one where he just gave me a ride home on this on a, a private plane that he, he he had at an ACC coaches meeting. I was going to catch commercial. He said, "Why don't you just ride back with me? Fly back with me." I said, "Okay." <laughs> okay. <laughs> You're not, okay. Turning, not turning down that offer. Well, Coach, oh, we've no. really enjoyed you being on. This has been a fun conversation. And again, uh, as Jim alluded to, uh, your presence on the bench uh, has meant so much to this basketball team. So we'll see you in Orlando tomorrow night. And uh, again, congratulations on a great season. Thank you, Coach. Bye, guys. Thanks, okay. Coach. All right. Sydney Lowe joining us on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. We'll take a timeout on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Ten graduating seniors from Northeast Ohio high schools were each awarded a $2,000 college scholarship provided through the 2022 Cavaliers and Huntington Scholarship Program. Criteria to receive the scholarship was based on a 500-word essay submitted by each student along with their high level of community service, high school transcript, ACT and or SAT scores, and a letter of recommendation. The recipients were honored at a pregame banquet and recognized during a halftime ceremony yesterday during the Cavs 76ers game at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse. Cavs in the Community is brought to you by Discount Drug Mart. We'll be back with more Cavs HQ presented by Betway after this on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Welcome back, Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Tim Elkhorn along with Jim Jones. Let's not forget our dynamic duo on the other side of the window, Marty Allen and Kurt McLaughlin. Well, our guest has joined us a couple of times on this program, and we have loved every minute of it. And with the season winding down and postseason right around the corner, we thought we'd have him back again. Mike Fratello, of course, former Cavalier head coach, as well as a great run in Atlanta and finished up his coaching career in Memphis, now joins us to talk a little NBA basketball. Coach, as always, great to have you on, and we appreciate you spending a few moments with us. Guys, thanks for having me with you on the show. I uh, I hope the concert's going to stop pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, Mike, uh, from a coach's perspective, uh, when you get to this point, only three regular season games remaining for the Cavaliers, and uh, it looks like that play-in tournament uh, will commence next week. Uh, how do you focus as far as where your attention goes? Uh, do you look more as it game to game or getting your team ready for postseason? Uh, walk our fans and our listeners through that. It's the time of year that front offices and coaching staffs wind up doing juggling, and there are more than one approach to this thing. And what I mean by that is 
you have some coaches that really don't want to hear it or don't care about it. Their mission is just prepare the team each night for the game that's coming up and win that game, put yourself in the best position possible. The other side of it is, when I say juggling, looking at the opponents, figuring out, obviously, who's better for us to match up with, what gives us the best chance of winning. Can you get a home court advantage versus not having home court advantage as you come down the last week of the season? For example, Cleveland would love to be able to make up the two-and-a-half games that they're behind Toronto right now and get into that sixth spot where you have a guaranteed playoff spot. But having said that, Toronto finishes their schedule with three straight home games, Atlanta at Toronto, Philly at Toronto, Houston at Toronto. Not likely that they're going to drop all three of them while the Cavs went on to win three straight games to move ahead of them in the standing. So, unfortunately, the way it looks right now, Cleveland will be playing, as of today, they'll be playing Atlanta in that 7-8 play-in game. And Charlotte would be opening up playing Brooklyn in the 9-10 playoff game. Atlanta playing very well recently. Uh, they've got Trey Young, who can get 40 on a given night. Uh, so you look at that, you talk it over, and you say, hey, let's just worry about winning games and preparing the team so that whomever we play, we're ready to play them and win a game. Coach, uh, one of the things uh, that I'm glad we have you on, you know, give us the state of the league, but I want you to talk a little about, this is a two-part question, talk a little bit about the state of the West and then the state of the East. I'm not asking necessarily for a pick, but who looks strong going into the playoffs? Without question, you have to like what Phoenix has done this season. They came back from just missing uh, winning a championship uh, a year ago to posting the best record in the Western Conference and being just a consistently good team night in and night out with Chris Paul, without Chris Paul, to win over 60 games, as you know, is not an easy thing to do uh, in the NBA. But then... You can't disregard what Memphis has done. They are really good. They're good, they're tough, they're deep, and they've won a ton of these games without John Morant playing for them because of injury. The the knee problem with him obviously is a major concern. Uh, so Phoenix and Memphis being 1-2 in that Western Conference are both dynamic basketball teams. Golden State has probably disappointed some people who – you know, back from the beginning of the year, Golden State was one of the favorites to win the whole thing. But injuries have kind of taken their toll on them. And I know I tend to forget that Steph Curry's been around for a while. And, you know, small guards, when they get near that 30 mark, uh, a lot of them, their game changes. And they're not quite the way they were five years prior to that. He's a little bit different from the standpoint. His strength is that magnificent shot that he has. But he's got to be able to get away from people to get that shot off. So that's why it's so important that he's operating at 100%. I think Mike Malone with Denver has done a terrific job keeping them where they are in that top six right now, uh, having, the, you know, missing his starting guard. Okay, for, you know, Murray's just been a, a terrific player and a guy, again, who on a given night can get you 30, 35 points. And, here they are 15 games over the 500 mark. Uh, lately, the hottest team in the Western Conference is Minnesota's one of them. I mean, Minnesota's just played outstanding basketball. 
they went from a team that was out of the playoffs, no chance at all. So here they are, 11 games over the 500 mark, playing as well as anybody in the Western Conference right now. Surprisingly, San Antonio snuck their way back in. And when you look at it and, and say, wait a minute, the Lakers are behind the San Antonio Spurs. <laughs> right. Uh, you're scratching your head saying, oh, my goodness, what what does this mean about the Laker franchise? That's a, a whole other story, one which we probably could do an HBO special on if you wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> ah, stop it, Coach. Stop it. Stop it. <laughs> so, so that, I mean, I, I've left out on purpose the Clippers because, you know, I do the Clipper games, a lot of them, and uh, they have had a magnificent season considering Kawhi Leonard has not played a game, a guy who's won championships in two different places, MVP each time, and doesn't play a game for your franchise. Uh, recovering from the surgery he had at the end of yeah. last season. And then they've missed Paul George for 43 straight games. Uh, he just came back three games ago to play for him. And here they are one game below the 500 mark. Uh, wow. Ty Lue, that staff, and, and those players, to their credit, they come, they play hard every night. They're down 20, 22 points. That's like nothing to them. They look up and they go, oh, it's only 22. We can get back. And they keep coming back and coming back and coming back from these big deficits. And when they're making shots, they're pretty pretty tough to beat. As witnessed the other night by Milwaukee, neither team had four of the five starters. So it was the second unit bowl that they played in Milwaukee the other night. And uh, the Clippers were on fire. Covington, who they picked up in a trade, along with Norm Powell before the trade deadline came. Covington has 11 threes in the game. He was just sensational. Wow. So that's kind of the look at the Western Conference. How about the yeah. East? Real quick, Mike, what do you think of the East? That really seems to be a, a competitive jumble of basketball teams. Uh, the East is, uh, you can scratch your head there, because Boston you know, came on so strong now right. in the second half of the season. You know, Miami's been up there as one of the favorites the whole time. Milwaukee, you know, can they repeat? They certainly are a good team. When You know, when they've got all their guys playing for them, Lopez is, is ready to come back, who they have not had Brooke Lopez the entire season. He had back surgery, and they went in there and worked on two discs, and I had a nice talk with him the other night. He feels really good. He said the second the surgery was done, he could feel a difference uh, in the pressure that was in his back. So he's feeling really good right now. Philly, I don't, you know, Cavs lost a heartbreaker to Philly last night, as you know, but I don't know what to say about Philly. Are they better or not as good with James Harden there? You can take either side of the, the fence on that one. But all I know is when they were feeding the ball to Embiid early in the season, Embiid yep. to me was the clear-cut MVP. Then they do the deal, Harden comes in, and Embiid did not play like the same Embiid because he wasn't getting the same touches. He wasn't being fed the same way until, you know, last night he goes for the huge game last night against the Cavs who were missing, you know, two of their three best big men did not play in the game last night. So that's a tough team for me to read right there. And then you've got the dangerous teams. If Cleveland gets, you know, their guys back and if they have enough time to kind of put it back together again, they're still missing you know, that doesn't mean Sexton's going to be there. It doesn't mean Rubio's going to be there. But, you know, this team could do some damage with that big front line if they're all healthy. And they certainly got some good good fill-in time from Goodwin. I, I, I think 
He's got the coach's confidence if he has to turn to him, but Rondo coming back was important, and Levert coming back is important. And now, you know, can Garland lead this team if he's got his big guys back? Number one, they need him to score. We understand that. But can he distribute the same way? Can he help them at the defensive end? But just keep your man in front of you. If you can do that, that's a good thing. That helps those big guys so they're not running around the back line trying to cover up and you know, save shots at the, at the rim. And, Jim, I forgot to mention all the statues I saw of you walking along the streets in Milwaukee the other night <laughs> on oh, honoring Jim. Right. Yeah, there are a lot of them. Oh, coach. Yeah, coach. That was wow. I didn't want to leave that out. <laughs> yeah, did you see my daughter? Did you see my daughter? I always tell her, make sure you say something to Coach Fratello. I always tell her that she's at every game. Oh, really? No, she didn't say anything. I don't know. Yeah, she did. stunning. Again, <laughs> okay, we're talking to the czar, Mike Fratello. He's our guest on Cavs HQ. We'll talk more NBA basketball and delve a little further into this Cavalier team with Coach Fratello. So stay with us on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Welcome back, Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Great to have you with us and great to have joining us on Cavs HQ, former head coach of the Cavaliers and, of course, Atlanta and Memphis. And I still think one of the best in the business as far as TV color commentary and the czar of the Telestrator, one Mike Fratello. Jim Jones, get his rolling here in segment two. Hey, Coach, uh, I was listening to the show this morning, and Magic Johnson said that he looks at Dallas as being a dark horse getting to the Western Finals. Talk a little bit about that team and that great young player who people seem to don't want to recognize is Doncic. Doncic is, is sensational, and the Dallas team is a very dangerous team. And uh, me not mentioning them was just an omission on my part, trying to get uh, through everybody else. But when you have a guy sure. like Doncic who's capable of getting on, on any given night you know, 40 points, and at the same time, making pass. I mean, he's a point guard. When you list point guards in the league, I hope you think about putting Doncic in there because he is a point guard, and he handles the ball, what, 80 85% of the time for them. They've gotten rid of Porzingis. Uh, for whatever the reasons were, they were not happy with what was going on with Porzingis and changed the team, the dynamics on the team. They've got big guys that hustle, play hard, uh, do all the small things in trying to get the guys that they know that can score points open looks at the best. And to his credit, you know, Jason Kidd has done a good job coming in there right on the verge of winning 50 games right now. We uh, had one of those unusual trips when I say we, meaning the Clippers, when I was doing the games for them uh, back about three, four weeks ago. We went in and played them two times in a row in Dallas. So play a game, day off, play a game again in Dallas and kind of interesting you get a split out of the series because a little side note you'll, you'll appreciate this Jim in the first game Ty Lu, and as you know Ty Lu will do some things that you know may not be by the book but that's his feel for it he played the center okay Ivica Zubac on Doncic and Doncic what? yeah that that's who he put on Doncic and Doncic walks out Doncic makes maybe 10 of his first 12 shots, of which eight of them might have been behind the three-point line. And fast forward, he winds up, I think, that night with high 40s, or maybe he may have even hit the 50 mark that game. But the next game, 
they come out for the opening tap. And now you know you've got to change a lot of the guy just got you for 50, and, and they wind up winning the game. But they wind up barely winning the game with him getting like wow. 50. So the first play down the floor, who's guarding Doncic? But Zubats once again. The <laughs> oh, center. my goodness. And, and Doncic looks over at Ty Lue. He's dribbling the ball, and he sees, he sees Zubats, the center, waiting for him. He looks at Ty Lue with this incredulous look on his face, like, how dare you play him? <laughs> and an and Ty, Ty just looks at him and goes, that's right, he's playing you again. And he did an incredible <laughs> job on him. He couldn't make a shot. All of a sudden, you know, the magical touch that he had the game before was gone. And he did a very, very good job in playing him because he couldn't back him down. He couldn't overpower That's him. Right. When he got close to him, he couldn't shoot over Zubak. So basically, Zoo turned him into a jump shooter, took away his dribble penetration to the basket. And it was kind of interesting that they got a win in the second game. So... Coaching strategy, sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. <laughs> Again, talking with Mike Fratello as he joins us on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. Mike, I want to circle back to the Cavaliers because certainly uh, in your time as a head coach and also your work on the television side of the league, uh, you've seen a lot of great point guards. Of course, you coach Doc Rivers in Atlanta. I want you to give our listeners and Cavs fans your take on Darius Garland and what his game has elevated to and how good he still can become. There's no question that he is growing and getting better in front of our eyes. You, I tend to forget. I, I don't want to say you because uh, somebody will take it the wrong way, but I tend to forget how young he was when he came into the league. And there were a number of things that watching him during that first season I'd be there watching, shaking my head, saying, I, I don't know if he's going to get it. I don't know if he's going to get it. But you have to remember, he had so far to go as far as catching up with, you know, you get a Doc Rivers coming in the league. Doc told me, he said, Mike, I was the same size in high school I am right now. He's a strong, six three and a half, six four young man coming out of high school who then went to Marquette, that great, outstanding university, uh, academic Catholic center. Uh, yes, I know. I know it is, and and they have they've had some really good basketball teams and players along the way. By the way, in case you didn't know, Jim, um, <laughs> but you know when you get a guy like that with that size, and, and he you get him, and he's been in there three years. He spent before he came out. That's a little bit different coming in as a twenty-one, almost twenty-two-year-old to the league versus coming in as an eighteen, nineteen-year-old. The number of games that he missed by not playing four years of college basketball. Yeah, these college teams now, they're all playing 35, 38 games by the time they, they get to the NCAA tournament. Those are games of experience, games of learning, games of things you don't do that you do do. Your, your judgment becomes that much better. As you ascend up the level of competition, passes that you could make back at one point, you can't make anymore because the guys in the NBA cover too much ground. So. All of those decisions change as the athletes get better, and that's what you're competing against. So we've seen him get stronger. The one thing I think everybody felt he could do was shoot the basketball, make shots. He's got incredible range. Now, you know, this season they got off to that terrific start, surprised everyone. Uh, all the non-believers were looking at, how can you start three seven-footers across the front line, and how can you be winning games like this? You don't do that in the NBA anymore. You start all small guys and make them shoot threes. And, no, they did, J.B. and the staff did what they felt they 
could be best at. And they played big and made other people try and adjust to them. And, you know, Garland was going to be the key along with what they thought was going to be Garland, Sexton, Rubio. And unfortunately, you've lost two of those three pieces. And the bulk of ball handling and decision-making has gone on the back of Garland. And to give you a different example, in L.A. with the Clippers, they initiate a lot of their offense through their centers because they only have one point guard, if you call him a point guard, Reggie Jackson, who's more of a scoring point guard than he really is you know, a set-up assist guy. But they don't have anybody else because of injuries. You know, they did so much through Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. So you know, there's adjustments that he can make, but this young man is certainly growing and turning into an outstanding guard in the backcourt. He'll get bigger, he'll get stronger. He'll add some weight to him, and he'll get smarter as he keeps experiencing these different defenses and situations he's facing. Well, no doubt. We're excited to watch this young man grow into an elite guard in the NBA. Well, Coach, with that, we're going to let you go again. We really appreciate you spending some time with us here on Cavs HQ. And uh, on behalf of Jim Jones and Curtin Marty, uh, anytime you want to come back, you are more than welcome. We'd love to have you. Appreciate it, guys. You know, let's hope for the best here these last three games coming down the stretch because you never know what can happen. Seven, playing eight right now, eight's Atlanta. One-game series, they're tough, boy. Yeah. Good luck, guys. Thanks. Thank Thanks, you, Coach. Coach. Mike Fratello joining us here on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. We'll take a timeout, and we'll be back after this on the Cavaliers Radio Network. That's going to do it for this week's edition of Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. That was a fun show. Again, a huge thank you goes out to our two terrific guests, Cavaliers assistant coach Sidney Loeb, and yes, the czar, Mike Fratello, for stopping by and paying us a visit. Cavaliers back in action tomorrow night. They're going to be in Orlando to take on the Magic. Only three games remaining. It starts tomorrow with the Cavs in Orlando. That game is set to tip off at 7 o'clock, which means the Huntington Tip-Off Show will come your way at 6.30. So until then, Tim Elkhorn saying once again, thank you very much for listening, and so long, everybody. <laughs>